Welcome to Reframe Your Life. I'm Joanne Gibson. And I'm Sandy Reynolds. Together, we bring you our podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives thoughtfully and with intention. On our episodes, we explore diverse topics relevant to all areas of our lives. Hi, Life Reframers. Joanne here. Really happy and excited to be here with you today because today we're talking about why women need to be connected to other women in our lives. Women need other women. I just went on a girls weekend away and it was just so nice to talk and connect and relax and drink wine. Some of us walked, some of us didn't, some of us shopped, some of us didn't. But what we did have in common is just that sense of connection of connecting to other women and just talking about things that we're going through in our lives or that we've experienced in our lives. And that's a really kind of special connection that that on some level we both think that we all need in our lives. Don't we, Sandy? Oh, completely. When you were talking about your weekend, I was remembering the weekend we did a few years ago with a couple of women. I think there was four or five of us in we didn't really know each other very well. We, you know, we were all connected through one person. And I remember in the afternoon at that weekend, we did this little exercise where we pulled out a card with a picture on it and we talked about the card and how it went on for hours. Do you remember that? It was, it was such a deep conversation and it was just a group of women and just there seemed to be this um, openness that we were there and able to share and talk about our lives deeply, quickly. We were all going through different things, but we're con- connected with this sense of support, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. and uh, I think support and non-judgment and... Um, Learning, yeah, yeah, you know, learning. Yeah. It was like, really great. Yeah, it was it was neat. So we are going to talk about why we need other women in our lives. You know, in ancient times, women shared a lot more than they did today. Traditions like the Red Tent, where women came together during menstruation to be together, they're all valuable experiences that people learned at that time. It was all about nurturing. It was all about sharing women's businesses. Or it was all about keeping others resilient and happy. You know, I find that fascinating, Sandy, that, that about the red tent because I often find some women whom I'm connected to, our cycles can be very similar. You know, our hormonal mm-hmm. cycles can be very similar and I don't know if the universe brings you together in that way or what, but, and I guess there's only four weeks in a month, so you're going to find connection to someone, but <laughs> I probably overshare uh, when I'm in different stages of my cycle because I know how much it affects me. And I share it with other women because I know they'll understand and, and they'll give me a break or they'll, they'll support me in that time. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I love that. I wonder if at some point, or maybe it's already here where science will find out that we emit some sort of hormone mm. that it, at certain times in our cycle that allows other people to <laughs> connect with us. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> connect with us or avoid us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so today we're a lot more isolated in our homes and our lives and separated from each other and we have to make a really conscious decision to connect with other women. You know, opportunities can be perhaps a little bit limited. 
Um, everyone is busy, inverted commas, or they have full lives. Um, but we miss that beautiful, that healing and that nourishment that comes from being together if we don't purposefully get connected. And I have to say, I, and a lot of women in my community get together and I think it's awesome. And these are some things my parents, my mum never did. Mm. You know, never went away on, on girls weekends. Um, and this, this group that I go with, you know, I'm kind of the, the last one of the last ones to join. They've been doing it for 16, 17 years. And I, I just think that's, it's just a powerful strength of, of friendship. So mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about kind of the value we get from other women and, and why we think it's important. And we're going to be focusing a little bit on, on retreats and, and why they're valuable for women as well. So hopefully you can relax, sit back, stay tuned and uh, get curious with yourself about how intentional you are about how and when you connect with other women. Yeah. So I have a practice where I, for years now, have got together with women. I put it, it's a high value for me. And so on most Thursday nights, I get together with a group of women for a glass of wine at a local restaurant. And we've gone there for a long time. And it's been such an amazing time. I mean, it kind of goes through cycles where there seems to be a lot of women coming regularly, and then it looks like it's going to die off, but then it picks up again and, um, and people start coming again. And I have found it to be just such a support. And I remember, you know, we've, we've seen people go through health crises and loss of a spouse and divorce and miscarriage and all kinds of things around the table. And it's been a, um, just an incredible place to share the wisdom that I think a lot of women have, um, achieved or or acquired I guess in their life experience so I'm all for it I also think I come from a, a bit of a different background in my experience than you Joanne because in my background women getting together was very organized and because I spent a lot of my years in the religious or church culture there's often women's retreats and women's gatherings that are like at least once a year where maybe 50 women go away for a weekend so it seemed like um something that was just a regular yearly thing and I, I could get into a bit of a critique on that because I think in some ways it was because women were not viewed as mm. um, equal to men. And so mm. we kind of had our own little time and uh, you know, it was there, there was definitely some stuff around that there, but at the same time, I think there was some really rich bonding that happened during those weekends that, that, um, helped a lot of people and you know we learned a lot from each other wow yeah thanks for sharing that sandy yeah no my mum didn't experience that at all i think she's doing it now which is which is great you know she's reconnected with her school friends i mean my mum's in a 
what, mid, late, mid 60s and reconnected with the school friends and they did some, you know, they celebrated their 60th in it in Tuscany and things like that. So, so yeah, it's, it's interesting, different upbringings. It sounds like she's really making up for it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about friendships as well here. So we did a, an episode, uh, it was episode 38. It was three types of relationships you need in your life and two types you can ditch. And we spoke about those types of relationships. And, and we need friends. We all need friends. Friendships will vary. You know, some you'll be really, really close to and they're closer friends and others they're people you can kind of connect with and engage with every now and then. And, and you still regard them as your friends, but they're not necessarily your BFF, right? Right. Um, so we aren't saying women should only be friends with women. Of course you need male friends in your life too, but we are saying we get different things from friendships with other women. Um, because, because our experience is different. And I have to say, some guys have said to me, well, why can't I listen to your podcast? And I say, well, you can. <laughs> you can listen to our podcast. It's just that both Sandy and I are women. And so we speak about our experience through our lens, which is a female lens. <laughs> you know, we, we try our best not to be judgmental, uh, against men. Um, and I hope we're doing a good job with that, but, Every time I put it out on, on, on LinkedIn or social media, I kind of think, well, I'm, I'm going to write for women, you know, because that, that is our kind of target and that is the perspective we're coming from. But mm -hmm. hey, we, we think men listening is great too. And if they can get something to understand the women in their lives, then hey, how about it? You know, <laughs> that's so true. You know, you're talking about friendship and I, I heard a saying this week about friendship and it, sort of ties back to my happy hour comment that people come into our life for a reason and a season. And I thought that was a really helpful way to look at it. You know, when, when we think back about our, our um, episode on friendship, that some of the time, sometimes people aren't meant to be in your life for a long time. They had something to teach you or something that you shared together. And then those friendships are done. And if we look at them, in that lens, it's just a little side conversation. But if we look at them in that lens, it can really help us to let go and appreciate what was without trying to hold on to it. So I think with friendship, um, something to keep in mind. Mm. Yeah, I really like that. You know, women respond differently to stress than men. Women tend to help each other and befriend, whereas men, I think, would tend to retreat more, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't happen only in humans. It, it happens with many of the fe females in different species. And we actually engage in tending to each other or befriending and, and actually seeking out support um, as we get stress. Now, it's not the same, as I say, for everyone, um, but that's the research. As, as oxytocin is released when we're stressed, we tend to find other people to connect with in our lives and that helps us to calm down. And I think just that process of having a conversation and understanding you're not alone and hearing other people's stories is all part of that. Mm -hmm. um, so, the long and short of it is we need to gather with women. We, we need to have friendships with women and we need to support each other. This is one of the reasons we like going 
on retreats. But I have to say before we go into that, Sandy, this is one of the reasons I like doing our podcast. Yeah. I, 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 this is our connection. We just happen to be doing it in a very public place. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> and it's great. I mean, we, we, you and I can talk. We can, uh, people listening to us know, we can talk from one subject to the next without, you know, connecting the dots even. We just keep going. <laughs> and I feel the same way. I remember in the summer when we, we went away for a few days to work on, on some of our, um, content and a book that we've been working on a workbook we're working on and that was one of the things that um we talked about there was how we would we do the podcast primarily for ourselves yeah (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's why we love it because um you know because we are we're there's a constant learning. There's a constant checking in. We're talking this language and speaking this language all the time. And I just have to take it off into a bit of a side tangent now because there's, there's a lot of shit going on in this world. And I'm not going to talk about what it is, but you know, we, this episode will be out in a few weeks. So just cast your mind back to a few weeks. Like it seems like everywhere I turn, there's some shit going on in this world. And you know, I, a friend's parent passed just yesterday as well. And it, it's really hard to stay in a positive mindset and, and to feel gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know why I'm going on off onto this tangent. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm starting to wish and I'm starting to hope that instead of getting sucked into the shit and the negativity on social media, that we can just lift up and go, you know what? I choose positivity. I choose gratitude. I choose strength. And, and I choose to connect with other women who are choosing the same. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, anyway, that was a bit of a tangent because I'm just, I'm just sick of the news and the media and the, and the social. The, there's so much going on in this world that we have no power and control over. So let's not wish another country had different laws about certain things. Let's just go, okay, that's their country. I'm really, really sad. That's, I hope that never happens to me. But what is one thing I can do that's positive in my life today to help me and my friends? Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you on that. And I think all of the things that you mentioned, like gratitude and all of the things that we want to put into practice in our lives to kind of counteract that negativity, I think the um, way that we can implement those things is through relationships and having good friendships that about that that kind of help us in in that process. I don't think we can we can be all that we want to be our ideal self outside the context of really strong nurturing relationships and that's why I think our relationships with our female friends are so important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I did mention retreats and Sandy and I have heard from a number of you that you really enjoy our episodes and that you really want to delve a little bit deeper into our reframe model. So, we have developed a retreat and we think it's really important for women to connect with each other on retreats. I mean, we've spoken about friendships and you may or may not go to a retreat 
and forge some deep and meaningful friendships. You don't know unless you go, right? <laughs> but just the, the process of connecting with other women who, like you say, are, are like-minded enough in terms of they came to the space to be with you that day. You know, they had that intention to come to the retreat because the retreat listed that this is what the purpose was. So if the only commonality you have with people at the beginning of the retreat is that you all came for this purpose, then that's a really great place to start. And then throughout the process of the retreat, there's growth and there's the development and there's support and there's challenging and there's coaching and stuff. So so Sandy and I do have a retreat coming up that we'll talk more about at the end of this episode, but that's why we wanted to talk about why should women connect with women. And one of the ways women do this is on retreats. So Sandy, it sounds like you've been to a few I've been retreats. to many retreats in my life. I I love them. I, I think that they are it's just really restorative in my life. When I go away for a few days, I'm sure you found that after your weekend away. And, you know, even the work that I was doing in Cambodia the last two years with women who are working in anti-human trafficking, um, not-for-profits, we set those up as retreats. So that was part of the design of that work was we actually took those women, there was 15 women in the cohort, and we took them away somewhere for three days to do leadership development with them. And it, it was because we recognized the value of that, of getting them out of the city and out of their work and helping them to process the information and the things that we were talking about as a group of women. It was probably one of the key things in the design of that program and something that made it very successful. Yeah. That's great. Well, then that's what retreat means, right? It's, it's like a strategic re- withdrawal from your current space and life at that time. It's, it's a place of refuge, a place of seclusion, privacy, and it's a safe place for growth, development, exploring whatever the retreat is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what it means. And there's many, many different types of retreats. There's, you know, writing retreats, spiritual retreats, health retreats. I saw one uh, meditation, well, not, oh, I guess it was a meditation, but it was a silent retreat for 24 hours. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But I'm curious about it. Yeah. Actually, could I actually not talk for 24 hours? You know, I mean, I think that would take me to a really deep place in my mind. Yeah, I think that would be a great thing to experience. I've never been on a silent retreat, and I I think you should try it. <laughs> Let me know. How it goes. <laughs> what are you saying, Sandy? <laughs> I've been on um, spiritual retreats, so I've gone away with the purpose of really journaling and reflecting on some of the bigger questions in my life, and I've found that really helpful. I've never been on a health retreat. I've always wanted to do that, like go to one of those health and wellness places where they cook all the meals and you, you know, you eat a very restricted, healthy diet and get massages. And I don't know, just to me, I think that's on my bucket list. I think that would be a really, really helpful thing to do. Yeah, I would love to do that too. I've kind of done like a spa retreat, you know, <laughs> where you, where it is still healthy. I mean, they do offer generally offer you know kind of healthy food and 
it was with my girlfriend and I and and we just literally were in bathrobes and we were we um put our phones away you know we decided we weren't going to do that and we we had a few um did a few classes you know yoga and yeah it, it was really neat but I I've looked at those kind of five day ones and thought that would be just so good yeah. That would be so good. Maybe that's on the bucket list for next year, Sandy. I think so. I think we should just build that in somehow. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps our two-year two year anniversary of Reframe. Yeah. We get to try a health retreat, which is really neat, which I will call a retreat too. It's not necessarily – I mean, it's been organized by the women that we go with and we do some things together. And it's, it's just, you know, if it's about withdrawing and – seclusion and a place of refuge from your kind of regular day-to-day life then yeah that's a retreat yeah yeah I think in the broader sense of the word retreat those are retreats and then I think there's definitely the more strategic um, there's a focus for being on that retreat so you know what whether it's health and wellness or spiritual or writing whatever it is there's an intention yeah in that time away that something is going to happen or you're going to focus on something in your life. So I think that's more of the kind of retreat day that we've got planned. And I, I think that we need both. In fact, I was um, reading somewhere as I was looking at some information on the value of retreats that every woman should attend retreats at least twice a year. So I think that's a pretty um, doable thing for most of us to get away twice a year. It doesn't have to be for a week each time, but for a day or two or three days, I think that's a good goal for us to set as women to to take care of ourselves. So that actually raises a question for me. Thinking about people listening to this podcast who may not have ever been on a retreat or may wonder about the value of retreats um, and thinking about scheduling them one for twice a year, what do you think is the barrier that people have when it comes to, that women have when it comes to going on a retreat? Yeah, so that's a good question and I'm probably the worst person to ask (laughs) because So I'm going to share a story. I have a friend who said to me in the summer, I want to go, she wants to go on a health retreat. And she said, can we find a two or three day one? I want to do it. So I did some research. I've sent a number of them and some of the dates weren't working. And then I've got some emails from some hotels I've stayed at where they've got, you know, good prices on hotels so I said well we can make our own retreat we can choose to do yoga in the morning we can do a hike like whatever it is she said okay I'll I'll check with the family dates and I'll get back to you she has children and they're off doing this and they're off doing that and husband and so I think when you said at the end there a few moments ago we got to practice that self-love and that self-care I think that's it Sandy Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women just continue to put other people's needs in front of their own and don't respect themselves enough. There you go. I'm going to say it. I don't know if it's judgy or not, but you have to respect yourself enough that you need time to get away and reconnect with you, mm-hmm. with you. And I, that's why I said I'm the first, I'm probably the worst person to ask because then people can come back and say, well, you're not a parent, you don't know. 
actually, I've got plenty of friends who are parents who do it, who do take the time to get away and go on retreats. Yeah. So really it's an individual, do you want it enough and do you feel that you need it and deserve it enough? I don't know. Do you, do you have any answers to the question you asked? But I just think I'm on this whole I'm too busy means it's not a priority. So really it's about are you prioritizing yourself enough? Right. I agree with you. And I think one of the um, I want to just talk a little bit about your comment about when people say, you know, they're kids, they, you know, mm. you're not a parent and because there's really, you can get away from your kids and you need to get away from your kids because <laughs> I've, I've raised two. I know how that works <laughs> more than anyone. If you've got kids at home, you need a retreat. But I, I think the other thing is it's becomes you get used to, like you're saying, you get used to putting other people before yourself and then you don't take care of yourself. You are creating that way of life. And then at some point, your kids aren't going to need you. And if you haven't taken time to kind of cultivate a relationship with yourself and with other friends and women, you're going to really struggle at that stage of life. And I've been at that stage of life. And that's probably when I started happy hour and organized weekly happy hour because I realized that I'm not needed at home anymore and I have time and I want to make that a priority in my life. So it is um, more important, I think, when you have kids at home to start modeling for them self-care and that you are demonstrating that you are investing in yourself. Mm, I love that. When we had friends over from England, uh, we looked after their kids. They went on a wedding anniversary to uh, the US and we looked after their kids. And they they came back. The kids were in bed the, the weekend when they came back. And so uh, my girlfriend and I sat up chatting. And I said, you know, I, I was surprised that they didn't cry or get sad, you know, once. Um and she said, that makes me happy. Mm. She said, that makes me happy because it tells me I'm raising my kids to know that they can survive without me. You know, of course, they knew it was only for three days at that point, but that and, and that they can be with other people who they know and love and trust. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool, you know, cool. So rather than needing her kids to miss her and all that kind of stuff, I was like, yeah, trying to raise those resilient kids, right? Anyway. That's great. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons people don't, and, and some of it could be financial reasons too, mm -hmm. uh, and that's understandable. I mean, I've looked at some of these. I think that's probably why I haven't done a five- to seven-day health retreat. They do get pricey. So if you're one of those people who have never done one, and are worried about the financial investment, um, you know, check ours out. It's, it, we don't think it's a huge investment. We do have a uh, offer on before October 20th if you book before then. Probably the price of a dinner, you know, going out to dinner. Yeah, a nice, I mean, a dinner, nice dinner with <laughs> like with a friend and a bottle of wine for sure. But yeah, yeah, a nice dinner. Yeah, exactly. So I am going to say something about sort of a, a for people who've never been on a retreat, something that I've learned. So ours is a one day retreat. It's not an overnight. So it's actually mm -hmm. a great one if you've never been on a retreat to try out like how you feel about just spending a day away on yourself. 
I have found though that when I go on a retreat with other women, I find it most beneficial, especially if it's more than one or two nights to have my own room. Even though that means more expense, I, I almost would rather have one night away in my own room than have two nights away and share a room because I think that's just knowing who I am and I sleep better and I kind of enjoy being on my own at night and having my own space. So that's just my tip. If you are, if you are worried about going away with a group of women, maybe sharing a room with six women on your first retreat (laughs) might not be the experience of rest and restoration that you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think as we get older, we just know what, like you say, we know ourselves and, and we know what we're comfortable with and what we're not. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go camping. So <laughs> Right. And I once went on a retreat with a group of women and it was bunk beds. And I was like well, I remember walking in the room, there was four people in a room and we had bunk beds and I was like, Well, I guess I won't be sleeping. You know, I right. just and I'm yeah. not I you know me. I like I like to have a good night's sleep. So Yeah. I don't know, maybe that's a bit of a digression. Um but I think that it's important to think about yourself and when you're looking at retreats and think if you're an introvert or an extrovert or what kind of person you are, what your habits are like. If you're an early riser, you need Mm -hmm. to have a space where you can get up in the morning without disturbing people and just consider all those things and find the kind of retreat that works for your personality and your lifestyle. Yeah. Totally, because if you're staying in a room with me, I'm getting up at half past five. Exactly, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm an early riser too, so it works for me. That's right. Yeah, we're we're good together. (laughs) So attending retreats helps you get some focus and and clarity, depending on what you're coming for and the purpose. But a lot of them are about reinventing or reframing certain aspects of your life, which is precisely why we're doing one. And, and they help you get focus and clarity because the other distractions of having to pick up the kids or not even to pick up the kids but cook the dinner or do the housework or something like that, they're gone. They're gone. So it allows you just to think and do the workshops or whatever is offered and relate it to your life and have some time alone to focus on things. So in ours, we will have reflection time. Oh, definitely. We we believe it's so important. So we'll have some pairing and sharing time too and group time, but we'll also have some individual thinking time. And part of what helps that, I think, Sandy, is the space that you're in. That's why a lot of these retreats are in, you know, some of these exotic parts of the world. Yeah, ours is semi-exotic, right? Like (laughs) Semi, semi. We'll put candles Um, on the table and we'll call that exotic. No, I'm just kidding. have chosen a space it's not going to be the boardroom of because the space is important as well so we believe the space is important we believe the time to reflect and focus is important yes exactly and I you know I have a friend who runs a lot of retreats she works at a leadership center in Muskoka in Ontario and she was telling me one time that when it came to women's retreats what she learned was that a lot of women just wanted to get away and that she didn't need to plan a huge program that that women are so busy in their lives that just getting together with another group of women and having time to sit and have a tea or a coffee or a glass of wine and journal and just do some reflecting on their lives was 
enough. Like people were willing to pay to go away just to experience a break from the demands of their life. And we are going to be including that. Yeah. We also think retreats are a chance to get feedback from others as well, Mm -hmm. you know, in a safe environment. After you're able to focus and set your intentions, set your goals, whatever it is that you're there for, you can speak with other people. Yeah. and get some feedback or and I think just sharing stories you know it's just a natural thing that women do we like to share our stories and talk about our lives and in the process of being with other women you you get to hear other people's stories and hear their ways of being and the way that they approach situations in their lives and there can be a lot of learning in that even if they're not experts or you know in in some area that there's a lot of wisdom in a room when a group of people get together and because women are such natural storytellers I think that is a huge benefit and I think another benefit of getting away is leaving technology for a day I mean that's so nice to just be able to put aside your your phone and your computer and just not have to check in on social media and just have a break from all of that it's it's huge. And I I think that's something that we all benefit from. Yeah. And I think when we're connected to each other, connected to other women, we're helping empower other women. It speaks to reciprocity. And and that's what I was going to say around the feedback. Sometimes validation for the story or understanding someone's going through a similar experience and learning how they've handled it is, is really powerful and empowering for women as well. We, we, we don't like to feel we're alone. Yes, we have our own life journey. Yes, we are walking through this journey ourselves. I think just as human beings, it helps us to know other people have been there or are there with us or are there on their own journey. And when we actually help each other, that's a big, powerful experience in reciprocity. So another value of going on a retreat is networking. You get to meet people that you wouldn't ordinarily get to meet in your life. And I have made some great connections when I've gone on retreats and it's, it can be a real surprise. I think you already mentioned this. It's not necessarily that you become best friends with someone in the room, but you'll find as you're talking about things that you're focused on and you're working on, the odds are someone in that room will have some sort of a connection or an idea or someone that they can link you to that will help you to expand what you're working on or to take it a little bit further. So it's a, it's really great. You know, every time you meet with someone new, you're introduced to their network in indirectly as well. Yeah, I think you find some solidarity as you're building your network. Yeah, stay connected. Now, some of that work has to happen after the retreat as well. You know, and you're not going to connect with everyone, of course, but, you know, you may find uh, a really good uh, relationship there that you'll help foster and grow and develop. I think at the end of the day, Sandy, most women attending a retreat, and, and certainly from ours, you'll walk away feeling more strength and motivation to live and lead your best lives. This is certainly for ours. Mm-hmm. And I think for many other retreats, you, you feel motivated, you feel engaged, and you feel strong enough to go and live and and lead your 
next phase of life, basically. So I, I think that's important. And to put in some steps to try and continue those feelings and, and action to enable you to feel that way is, is key. And that's what we'll be focusing on in our retreat too. Can you be doing beyond today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should talk about our retreat, Sandy. Yeah, I think so too. So it is on November 18th and it's a one day retreat at Lowville in Ontario. So just north of Burlington, Lowville is a beautiful valley by a river and we're holding it at a place called Think Spot. And there's an outdoor fire pit there. There's lots of places you can go for a walk by the river. There's some trails. There are, um, there's going to be a fire inside if it's a cold day. There's a wood burning stove so we can get cozy and there's rooms you can sit in and journal and reflect. So the space is beautiful and we're really excited to be having it there. And what else, Joanne? Yeah. So we've, mentioned that we had our retreat back in July and we are writing a workbook. So if you come along to our retreat, you will be given the workbook. You'll be the first recipients ever to see our Reframe Your Life model in a workbook. Yeah. (laughs) And that will help you. And we'll take you through some of it on that day, but we also want you to be able to take it away and continue your journey. So, That's going to be part of it. We're going to have a healthy lunch. We'll throw in some little stretching or a bit of a walk or something in there to to get us moving. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we'll we'll give you an opportunity to really uh, learn a little bit more about yourself and which areas you want to reframe. And so just on that, Sandy, I just need to – jump in. I think words really matter and I'm noticing it on this Facebook group that I'm part of that some people will latch on to certain words and, and it has such a different meaning to everyone else. So I just want to touch on when we say reframe your life, you know, we're not talking about, okay, you're here and you've got to do a total 180 to be totally opposite to where you are now. We're just talking about there might be certain aspects of your life that you feel you need to reframe, that you want to reframe. I'm reframing every day, trying to reframe the negativity I feel driving in the car and getting frustrated with the construction traffic, for example. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we mean by reframe. Now, maybe you have a big thing that you're trying to struggle with and deal with and reframe. That's okay too. But when we talk about reframing your life, we're not talking about, you know, oh, you're, you know, you've got so much challenge. You can only come if you're like totally got to do a whole 180. No, mm-hmm. if you're just curious, if you're curious about your personality style and how that may be affecting how you look at things, or if you're curious about some goals that you've had in your life for a while but you haven't been able to achieve them, mm-hmm. that, that's all reframe. Yes. So I, I was, as you're talking, I was thinking about Courtney Carver. I think she is a great example. We had her on one of our episodes about um, minimalism and living simply. And her reframe was really about asking when she got a sick a diagnosis of um, 
I can't remember MS, I think she um, sat back and she thought, how can I reduce stress in my life? And that was the beginning of a big reframe for her, but it, it took her several years and it was just tiny little steps that she was taking. And sometimes it's those tangible things that you do. And sometimes it's just what we talk a lot about is mindset. So like you're talking Mm -hmm. about when you're sitting in traffic, your reframe is changing your mindset. And so you may come away from our retreat, not with an intention to change anything in your life, except how you're experiencing and the story you're telling yourself about your life. That could be your reframe. Yeah. And, and so this morning I posted on my Facebook page, I choose peace, I choose positivity, and I choose gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I invited people to join me. And that is mindset. Yeah. That is my – I just – I felt like there's so much negativity. And I'm talking everything. There's been floods and there's been fires and there's been so much heartache and challenge in this world. And I don't want to dismiss that. But I choose peace, positivity, and gratitude – in my world, and I can make steps that help me um, get there, mm-hmm. you know. And and if part of that is impacting my environment in a positive way that day, then that's what I'm that's what I'm choosing to help the bigger picture. Yeah. You know? If part of that is is not driving the car that day, that's what I'm choosing to help the bigger picture. But hey, guess what? At the same time, it helps me because I get out in nature and I get to walk and things like that so yeah you're absolutely right it's it's a it's a mindset shift um but i just wanted to kind of put that in that you know we're not it's it's just not for people who are you know totally going through all these massive life changes i mean it's not only for you know if you are then and you think we could help absolutely come together with a group of women to feel some of that support um but yeah, we're we're talking about this this mindset shift, which really helps you get the power, get the power back to live and lead your life. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's on our website and reframeyourlife.ca. You'll find all the details. There's a page there for the retreat. There's an early bird registration um, before I think it's October 18th. So I'm not twentieth. I think. October oh, maybe 20th. you're right. Basically. It's on yeah. there anyway. We have no idea, but yeah. <laughs> um, you can, you'll find it on there. So if you have any questions, you can just email us at hello at reframeyourlife.ca and we'll try to answer those for you. But you can expect a day of fun, of getting outdoors, of reflecting, of connecting with women and a time away from your usual weekend madness and um, to be able to focus on yourself and who you are and where you are and what's most important to you now. That sounds great. So we hope to see you. Bye for now. Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.